0: G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Footballer Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
2: All right. Welcome back. Once again, you're back with Garns and Ash talking all things NBA and AFL. Uh, first thing, we'd just like to jump in and talk about uh, just our sound quality. The last couple of episodes, we'd just like to apologize for that. We've we've struggled to get our mics all in sync and, and the same sound. So obviously being a new new podcast, we're just trying to work out the kinks and get it all fixed up for everyone. So we're hoping we, we got it all sorted this one and we enjoy the sound quality a bit more. Uh, next thing, we've just had a comment request just to talk about how this all came about and and how how we're all going to continue on and, and see see how this all is working out with me and Garns. Uh So I'll throw it over to Garnes,
0: He can kick us off with that. Yeah, so, well, Ash, first, first off, we've been best mates for about 20 years. Um, played footy, played basketball together. Um, I've coached basketball. You've played footy, and we've coached senior footy together. So...
2: Yeah, we have. We we also watch watch a lot of footy and a lot of basketball, and we usually do it a lot to, a lot of it together, and end up talking about it. And that's how it all came
0: about. That's yeah, how well we came did a podcast. There's only t- so much Saturday night dinner conversations that we can can have, and um, and not have it recorded. You so. know, have no recorded, <laughs> and usually we're 100 percent right. Like I think we're. Pretty on the money with a few things, and I want people to hear what we've got to say, and I think we've got great things. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully people can agree with us, and
2: hopefully people can disagree with us and see how we go. Uh, what, what have we got on the cards for today, guys? Well,
0: we, we've got three parts to get through. We've got the NBA, the NBA, and AFL NFL draft. With the NBA, we're going to look at Aussies abroad, seeing how all our Aussies are going over in the NBA. We also want, I want to dive into a bit of Golden State Warriors um, trade ch- chat and seeing what's going on there. And you've got a fun little game with a keep, trade, and cut. Yes, looking forward to that. Yep. and then um, with the NBL, I want to dissect what's going on. It starts on Friday. We've got the new franchise. We've also got United defending champs. I want to see how Perth go um, with Bryce Cotton and um, Southeast Phoenix, the team that I support. I want to have a little chat about them. And then finally, after a big, big week last week, I want to chat a bit. About AFL in the AFL draft and what we think about it. We've got heaps to get through, like top three of the night, Gold Coast's pick, and also you've got a bit of power rankings to do after that, um, the draft nights. And I'll we'll see if they changed your thoughts. So I'm interested. Sounds good to me. All right, let's get let's get cracking. Let's get into it. NBA, what do we got to talk about? Well, Aussies abroad. I reckon. Paddy Mills is the saviour for the Nets. Oh, am I glad
2: you brought this up. I've got I've got two two Aussies that I've been I've been watching all season and um, loving how both of them are playing. One's one's a big veteran and one's a a very new new player to that the Aussies can follow and an Aussie that is really really proving to a lot of the. American fans, the NBA, that oh, that, may, that maybe he maybe he could be the next big Aussie talent.
0: Yeah, know? no. Well, I think Paddy Mills is the savior with, with the Nets because look what's going on with Kyrie Irving. He's coming. He's he's not starting. He's coming off the bench. He's averaging twelve and a half points a game, hitting big threes at crunch time, and he's he's a culture player. Like he comes in, he makes team mates love him. He he just wants to be part of the team, doesn't yeah. he? He just wants
2: to provide and and be be the best that he can be for the team that he's on i mean look look at what he did for the aussies and then usually usually from the aussies he takes a set yeah in the olympics you know carrying carrying australia to their first ever gold uh bronze medal sorry should have been gold (laughs) i mean what what a performance from him in 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 the olympics but Usually, usually he goes from playing for Aussie, being the number one guy. Then he goes back to the, the, NBA. the NBA as the Spurs, and he's a role player, which which is fine. He's happy being in that role. But this season, oh, he's gonna tell you star. what he's, for me, he's, uh, he might
0: he might be uh, the sixth man of the year. Well, at the moment, he definitely is in the contention for it. He's just playing such a pivotal role, setting up Durant, Harden, even Blake Griffin's. When he's on the court, Blake Griffin plays a lot better with Paddy Mills on the court, and he's partnered up with Marcus Aldridge again, which back in their Portland days were together. So, no, you I'm. Mean, you I'm, mean Spurs? No, no, uh, they were originally at Portland okay. together. Yeah, so okay. Patty Mills got. That one. Yeah, Patty Mills got drafted by Portland and played two seasons with Portland before he went to the Spurs, oh, okay. and then at Spurs as well. Like Marcus Aldridge made a joke that he keeps following him around everywhere. So, <laughs> but no, I'm actually Patty Mills. He's definitely making us Aussies proud over here and the yeah, other well, player that I've I hold talk, on yeah. before we get oh, yeah. before we get off Paddy Mills because yeah. i
2: I've got a few stats for Paddy mills that i've been I've been looking up i've been I've been following him all season I just wanted to check for myself how good he's been going so uh, take a listen to this guns yeah right Paddy Mills he is leading his his highest points per game average of, right, his, of his career of, his career, yeah, yep, of yep. his career it's his highest ever So far, his highest three-point percentage by over 8%. Wow. And he's shooting 50% from three-point line. He's also got his third highest field goal percentage. Sorry. Then he's also got his highest ever plus minus. So he's doing it on both ends. He's providing for the team and he's making the team better. Yep. Oh, it doesn't stop there. Oh, okay, so. all right. I'm intrigued. He's got his highest ever offensive rating as well, okay. and
0: he's got his best assist to turnover ratio. Right, so he's taking care of the ball, which he usually does anyway. Yeah, and he's made he's making an impact on the defensive end. And with the spur with the Spurs, they were known to be very good defensively. Whereas now, as at Brooklyn, they're not, not really known but, for it. No, nah, and he's probably adding an element to their game. Um, but Paddy Mills is just a leader. He is a natural born leader. He and really, maybe he's finally getting to show that yeah. he, instead of being the backseat to
2: Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Ginobili and all these sort of guys. Well, San, finally,
0: As- San Antonio Spurs are a small market sign. He's at Brooklyn, New York, like that. He yeah. can't get any bigger than Brooklyn and New York. So, no, nah, he's getting exposure. He's getting nat- national televised games, and people get to see what he's really showcasing. And. I've got stats as well, and he, all these stats are just awesome in terms of his shooting percentage. And yeah. um, he's well, not getting scored on. That's the difference. Yeah. Like at Spurs, like he was a real target in the in the defense. Like teams pinpointed Patty as the as the um, guy to go through, go to if you want to score. And he's holding his own. And they they're trying to go to Old Man Blake Griffin and La- Lamarcus Aldridge, making James Harden work when he's on not going through Patty, so I'm actually really impressed with Patty and he's carrying his Olympic form over.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what's finally maybe clicked for him is finally just realised is just go play his game. Yep. Go play his game. Rather than taking a back seat, just play your game while you're out there. When you're on, you just play how you can play. And it helps that he's got Steve
0: Nash as a coach. Like yep. I'm big rap about Steve Nash. He was a great player, he was a great playmaker and making other people better and his system would it definitely suits Patty Mills gets a lot of three points, and he get, he's getting space because Kevin Durant causes so much attention. Yeah. He gets space off, and he's it, does, it doesn't stop with Kevin Durant. you got James Harden that you've got to play, you've got to reward the defense on. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Joe Harris, which gets left out in a lot of um, talks as well. So, yeah. you know, Paddy Mills landed at the right spot at the right time, and I, th- and I think Brooklyn are just humming at the moment. Like, they're, yeah,
2: they're, they're at the they're ro-
0: starting to pick up a little yeah, bit now. They're, yeah, they definitely are. And Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah. Yep,
2: very very true. And now the other player. Yeah, we wanna Rookie of the Year. Oh, oh. I don't, he... know, don't know about Rookie of the Year, but he'll definitely be I think he'll definitely be top three. He'll First
0: definitely team finish top rookie.
2: three. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. Um but then you also got, you know, like another stat that's just come out, you know, out of the out of the, there's only three people in the in the history at his age that have ever done it. As the hundred hundred.
0: So who are we talking about here? Are we talking about LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. And and the other one was last season in LaMelo oh, Ball. So Josh Giddy is who we're talking about. But yeah. he's and look, just, look
2: at how LaMelo's come on this season. Just obviously leaps and bounds and, and all that sort of stuff. But
0: I don't think Giddy will have the jump like LaMelo does because Giddy is more of a playmaker, wants other people. And he's not a, as explosive as LaMelo, but his stats are so impressive. You know what, though? You say that, but he, there's only one
2: thing he needs to fix up: shooting. He's shooting. Yeah. His three-point shooting, even, but if you look at his three-point shooting or his field goal percentage without his three-point shooting, he's
0: actually shooting at about 55%. Well, he gets to the ring. He does, and he makes the defense honest. Like He has makes the bigs come um, to him, force him to defend him, and he's got a great uh, – his vision is incredible. It, it reminds me of Lonzo Ball in his rookie year in terms of – his vision and he makes the right pass at the right time. Yeah, he's and very. And he's not turning the ball over. He's calm with it. He's patient and he's in control the whole time.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I've got a, I've got a massive call here. But if he can fix up his three point percentage and his shooting and stuff, I, could he be the next Larry Bird? Whoa, whoa man! Oh, if you look at the how, great white if, home. I mean, uh... I, I mean, I know it's a massive call, but look at how, look at how his passing is. He, he reads the reads the plays really well. If he can fix up his three point percentage shooting, with the size that he is, they're about they're very very similar sizes. I think they're about three centimeters difference. You're talking about the
0: best shooter um, of his I'm generation. Not, I'm Barry not Bird.
2: guaranteeing he's going to be that good, impactful. But with how but with how he's how he's going, it's only his first season. He's averaging is averaging eleven, nearly eleven points. He's averaging seven rebounds. He's averaging six
0: assists. What about I add this? Player comparison because mm-hmm. he couldn't shoot in his early years. Jason yeah. Kidd, he could rebound, he could make plays, and Giddy is taller and probably the same pace. and Jason Kidd led a pretty terrible New Jersey net side to two back to back finals appearance. I mean, um, Larry Bird, yeah, it, it's hard to compare Larry Bird to anyone because Larry Bird could shoot shoot like Curry, I mean, he was the Curry of his era, so. Um, but no, I like like where you're going because he can His playmaking is so prominent; like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to,
2: I don't want to go crazy or anything like that. But but for me, Larry Bird is probably one of the one of the closest comparisons with size, with how he's playing, with how his passing ability is as a big guy. Then then you got if he can finish finish the. On the offensive
0: end Because he's a pretty good defender He's actually He's an underrated defender Like he keeps his um, Man in front He can get those little Touch steals Like he's really good um, At forcing him to The the position he wants And guards don't like Posting up on him Just because of his reach But I want to give you Something Ash Go for it So Ozzy's in the NBA Mm -hmm. What makes Ozzy so damn good In the NBA Because we play mate all yeah, right? you look at Ben Simmons. Like, and we're hustlers. We're hustlers. Yeah, absolutely. So when Daly was in there, Daly when he was versus Curry, like he just hustled and he got he garnered so much attention and love from the from American fans. They're but, just not used to seeing it. A nah, lot of their guys are usually
2: big on offense and everything like that. Where the Australians always come in focusing
0: the most on defense, defense. and playmaking. And I, I want to give a shout out to um, our basketball Australia, we're just making some talent that shares the rock, makes us honest and great teammates. Because you look at – I'm going to give you a few names here. Well, apart from Daly, we know Daly's moved to the NBA, Mm -hmm. which we'll touch on later in the pod. But you've got Giddy and you've got Paddy. Obviously, Ben Simmons isn't playing at the moment, but he's a great playmaker and a tremendous defender. And then you've got Joe Ingles, who's positioned as a small forward but plays point guard. So he creates off that. He's a great shot and a good defender. Not as good as what he was a couple of years ago because he's <laughs> getting a bit old, but he's a great um, defender. Then you go um, Jock Landau, which is slowly coming into his own. But we've got two kid, two young kids in Fiebel and Green who are just defensive animals, Yeah, and they can score. like In the Olympics, they both could show they could, had a bit of polish and finish. And Dante Exum... I want another team to pick him up as well because he is a facilitator and he's a defender as well. So I reckon Australian basketball is showing the world, and this is where I'm really proud of being an Australian hoops fan, It's because we are playmakers and we're hustlers and every championship side needs it. And every – I reckon if you want to win a championship, you've got to sign an Aussie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Look at Bogut, what he did for the Golden State when they won their chips. you got to look at um, – uh even Luke Longley in going all the way back. Yeah. Like it and here's one for you. Gays won one with Spurs in their first title. So it's there. Like we've got a um a, a routine and an identity of playmaking and defending. I, I think we I think if you're a young hoops hoops player that wants to make it big, work on those games yeah. and who knows. Be the best of what you can be and be the best um passer and defender. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and get off to a little bit of a serious side, I guess. Yeah. And yeah.
2: and let's, let's jump into my game. So we've got we've got a game called Keep Trade Cut. Yep. Right? I'm gonna throw off three names. I've got one crossover where they're not on the same team. The other three the other three are gonna be on the same team. Yep. And I wanna see how you go with them. All right. I wanna I wanna I want a little bit of a description as well okay, as, as, yeah. as to why you're doing it and, and where they're coming from. Alright. So I've got my first one is Wiggins, Thompson, Poole. Thompson is Clay Thompson. Yep. Andrew
0: Wiggins. Right, so Clay Thompson Jordan Poole. So I'm the GM of Golden State Warriors and I'm gonna keep trading cut ones. Yeah. I'll financially i if I cut a player, do I get the salary back? No. So if you're cutting them, so I cutting have to lose because so we, I we can't
2: we can't have them anymore. You're trading is because you probably want a bit of trade value for them and and get either something right, back. So or... I'm keeping
0: Clay because it's Clay Thompson, great defender, great shooter. I'm actually gonna trade Wiggins. Oh, okay. and I'll tell you what, Wiggins has a good contract. A de- like it's it's a massive contract, but you can add pieces around it to get more back in It's get. Although, if you're talking about, are you talking about straight swaps or just in a trade package? It's trade value. Okay, so the best trade value is Wiggins. Like, you're going to get more yep. from him than what you get. But will somebody him. give something massive for how Jordan Poole is playing right now? No. Nah. So, the reason why, you're not going to get a first round pick for Jordan Poole, like in terms of straight swap. And if you're going to put Jordan Poole in it, his contract is so small, that has to be added pieces around it. So, his contract. Doesn't add the value of what he's playing. Whereas Wiggins, he is playing pretty good with his contractors. Might not be the um, like he's not definitely not worth thirty five million, which he's earning. But he um, definitely, definitely because of how he's playing, you could get something back in return. If you, I reckon, if you could package Wiggins and Pool, you could get something pretty decent in return. I'm not going to lie about that. So, but no, I would keep Clay. Yeah, you can't. You cannot get rid of Clay. Like it's just silly not to get rid Coming of. Coming up an injury, though. Nah, you would not do it. You would not. If you're, I reckon, if you did that, Golden State Warriors fans will be burning the stadium down. <laughs> um, it's so you just don't. It's like Lake is going. Oh, we're going to trade Kobe. Bryant. You know, you don't do it. Like he's a lo- He's a loyal player. He's a fan favorite. You don't mess with those players. Right. Milwaukee wouldn't do it with Bobby Porter, so right. I wouldn't do it there. Okay. Now, next one. Jumping over to Memphis, oh,
2: right, yep. my team. Yep. A little bit of a harder one, I think, in
0: Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain. So, this is actually really hard because Brandon Clark and Not so Triple much as your yeah,
2: franchise players or you guys that no, have been there for ages,
0: who, but you can't really trade Brandon Clark because he's, for the best value, if we're talking the best value, you have to trade Triple J. He's the but, best back. But don't you want him on your team? Well, wouldn't, you get, wouldn't he also be probably best at the best I think Brandon Clark at this point in time has been more consistent for Triple J. I mean, Desmond Bane's yeah, on but right now. Yeah, he's on fire, but you can find guards anywhere. Yeah. Bigs are hard to find. So I would cut Bane to keep to keep I, I, knew, know, I knew man. this one this, is, this has stumped me because Brandon Clark and Triple J are different players it's hard oh, man oh, can I mm, no
2: there's no can no, I just
0: like no, get a swap
2: no, out this of a is, player this is it
1: oh, this is it this is it
2: I'll trade... You're on, the, you're on the trade deadline. There's, there's five seconds remaining um, in the I'll, day. Yeah. Gonna I'll, quickly?
0: I'll trade Brandon Clark, and here's why.
2: Okay. So So you're going to keep J, Triple
0: J, yep. trade Brandon Clark, and you're going to keep... Um, I, cut. Triple, Triple J's injury con- injuries have concerned the team that I'm trading with, and you want something back. I think you can get more back with Brandon Clark, and you don't lose too much with losing Brandon Clark than you cover with Triple J, but... That's yep. hard, man. Yeah, okay. that's a hard one. <laughs> Alright. Alright, I've got a I've got another I reckon
2: a bit of a tough one. I think I'm gonna know who you're gonna who you're gonna cut, but we're gonna see what see what you go with. Alright, so we're gonna jump over to Minnesota. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Then we're gonna go with D'Angelo Russell. Yep. Anthony Edwards. Carl
0: Anthony Towns. Alright. <sighs> I know I'm a, I'm a Minnesota fan in here. He loves Towns, but I'm keeping Edwards. I'm going off the bat going keep Edwards. Number one he is a number one pick, but he's got that he's got that fire that I don't see with Carl Anthony Towns or Russell. I have to cut Russell and you trade Towns. Like yeah. that's exactly oh, yeah. how I thought that one was gonna play oh, out with you. Uh, that's so, that's such a bad one. Like I know, don't understand. No one's gonna wanna do it,
2: but I think Carl Anthony Towns has to give you your best trade value like Anthony Anthony Edwards I agree I think he's going to be the it, the it thing at Minnesota yeah. I think he's you the one stop. I think he's the one I think he's the one that carries them above and yes I did see he's done
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man why
0: give me a team that's struggling that's easier that's Okay
2: no no the next one there we're going to go the cross team. All right. The next one is the They're cross team. They're not playing team. together, are they? So not on the same team. Oh, okay. There's going to be yep. there's going to be three guys that are going to come from everywhere, and you're not going to like you're not going to like this one either. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go Tyler Hero, oh, Josh Giddy, yep, and Franz Wagner. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got really think this. This is exactly huh? what the what this game was meant to do, and I'll,
0: I'm, cut, quite, I'm quite enjoying this. I will <laughs> cut Franz Wagner, only on the small sample size. You could probably get another 3D, dude. Yep. Trade. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. And I don't want to be biased because I'm Aussie, but I will keep Giddy, just because you can get more on a trade with Heron, Like, Miami right now, they're... Asking people, teams have called about Hero, and what he's given up. Like they go, we want a Devin Booker type package. Like if that's what they are they Philly, <laughs> yeah, uh, a bit. Like Philly, but like if that's if that's what the market is for Hero, I don't see Giddy being that valued. But. France back playing now, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Like yeah. uh, not many people are talking about France. Like he's he's playing really well for
2: Orlando. Yeah, I knew I knew you'd, I knew you'd like the players, and I knew you'd find it tough. Yeah, but, you know we ha- we had to make it difficult. Yeah, so.
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that's it for our NBA chat. So yeah. you know, let's let's have a well,
0: look. well. We didn't do Golden State. Oh, sorry. Things. Yes, we
2: we did miss that. Sorry. Let's. let's like, at
0: least we had a bit of fun with the yes, game. Yeah, and getting no, no, that's
2: okay. Chat. So um, <laughs> yeah, at least we at least we're boosting ourselves up a little bit. So. But Golden State. So what I'm hearing is there. There's a bit of a block, blockbuster trade rumor going around. I don't actually know who's in there or or what's it for. But for me, Golden State Warriors trade just seems ridiculous. Like why? Why would they trade what they have? Like they've got the best record in the in the league. Why they're, mess up chemistry? They're playing terrifically. They're they've got Clay in the in the shed. Yeah, just, Clay is just literally like a to trade burst. asset.
0: Clay is the trade asset because. You're getting him without him playing. Like he's gonna, yes, he's gonna ease himself in. Yeah. But he's pretty much gonna be a. It's um, a free pickup Yeah, it, it's a it's a trade without a trade. Yeah. Like but, I know Kaminga wants more minutes, but you're playing for the Golden State Warriors, the number one West seat, and like, could be could that be the issue? Could that be where maybe a trade room is coming from? Where that, there's
2: there's minute minute rotate in uh, rotations. Uh, guys guys struggling with minutes that they're receiving and yeah. they think they should be getting more, which they, they have a stacked lineup.
0: They, they do have a struggle. stacked line up. But young players need to be patient. This is we're talking about an eighty two game season. Injuries will happen. What if it's Iguodala that drops out of the rotation though? He might as well could. He he's pretty much just another coach on the court anyway, but he's he's at the near of his retirement, but he's still such a he is a good defender, I'll give him props for that. Mm-hmm. But Clay comes back, Kaminga's minutes will definitely drop, and Pool's minutes will drop. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. You're not picking up the phone. And Wiseman, yeah, Wiseman come back. If you stuck with your picks originally, why would you trade him out now? Like I can't see the value in that. I can't see why you'll stuff up team chemistry in that. Yeah, and the only only player that by a superstar talent. Like who are you to get? Who's out there? Who's available? And who, who comes who in a trade, if you're getting rid of players, is gonna come back and want less minutes but for what you're giving away though? You wouldn't as give well. you wouldn't get Dane Lillard, you've already got Curry, you wouldn't get Ben Simmons, you've already got Draymond Green, you wouldn't get James Harden or like you got Clay, like the only player that you need a small forward and the three best small forwards are completely unavailable in Kevin Durant, Giannis and LeBron. Like yeah. you're not getting like and Wiggins is very much serviceable for him, so I can't see them trading nah. for a small four unless. Well, no, I, can, I still can't. I can't see like maybe Donovan Mitchell, but you can't trade like, no. I can't. What value they get? Like, well, I don't know. Warriors don't make trade. If you listen to the pod, don't make the trade. Keep <laughs> yeah. team, team. I love your team. How you playing? It yeah. reminds me of your first title. Um, without K D and, and yeah.
2: just yeah, everyone working together, everyone working working their butts off to yeah.
0: be a championship don't, player.
2: Don't train Don't <laughs> trade <laughs> I, I agree, but we have to speak about it. I've seen seen a few rumors about it, so let's yeah, let us let's, let's move on from
0: that anyway. We both don't like it, so let's uh let's jump into the NBL. Yep. Oh so NBL starts this Friday. I'm pretty keen for it. New Franchise in the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. That in itself is a topic of discussion. Yeah, what's a Jack jumper? <laughs> I have no idea. Is it a kangaroo? Are they talking about a kangaroo yeah, jumping? Surely
2: it's going to be. Or is it a grasshopper? No, surely it's going to be a kangaroo. Or
0: uh, I, no, mean, look, I, I don't even you, know. Jackrabbit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you have a look at the logo, it looks like a locust or a grasshopper. Or, I don't. I, honestly, the name is a. It's unique. It's yeah. a good name. I've never heard... Like, there's no, no domestic teams, no rep teams called the Jack Jumpers. Like, that's a decent... i give them props for getting a decent, unique name. But, um, no, I, I'm pretty excited. They've got, they've got some local talent. They've got a good import. Um, but I don't expect much from them. I'll be surprised if they make the top four, in all honestly, honesty. But um, the biggest signing of the off-season in the NBL is Matthew Delavidova is back... In Australia, one of my all-time favourite players, just because of his hustle, and he signed with the reigning premiers in United. Yeah, they lose Jock Landell as a big power forward centre, and they get um, Daly as a playmaker. What's your thoughts?
2: Uh I mean, I mean, it's a big difference in player yeah. of, of like your your star power forward centre. Obviously, going to the NBA, which which we're loving loving yeah. him getting getting that go. But for for Melbourne United, does that change their lineup? A whole bunch. Daly obviously is going to be the distributor. He's going to lead from the front on defense, yeah. like we've already discussed, which we he all which we all Golding. love from him. Yeah,
0: but it helps hides Golding, but apparently Golding and him are really good mates. So could we see like a good one-two? I mean, they played
2: they played a lot on the Australian team. Yeah.
0: So, um, but they what Melbourne has over every team except for Perth is they've got depth. So Perth and Melbourne they're the they're the two teams. Perth have got depth with Bryce Cotton coming back yeah. after injury and stuff like that. But no, United with Gold, um, Goldie and Dally, that's a match. That's a that's something to be feared or feared with. Sorry, and um, they still got. Uh, I think Jack White still on the list, and yeah. um, I think. I think oh, United stacked. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Put it lightly. United is stacked. They're ready for a, a double up. They're running it back. Yeah. I'm excited. Obviously,
2: obviously, we just touched on. Um, Perth and Melbourne United. Obviously, the the last championship game was between them. Yeah. But just quickly, championship bit, yeah, series. Yeah, sorry, it's championship series. But um, don't you reckon we should have a quick look as well at the first month of the NBL? Could that set up the the whole season for them? Um, uh, as to who's going to be who's going to get that that home advantage? We, we both think we both think they're probably going to be the two teams to beat again.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Your top four is pretty. It's still a bit wide open. From I think Southeast will come up again. But, yeah, it just depends. Like, Could we have another in-season tournament? That changes the point system. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head up around what happened there because it um, changed a lot in the season. But, yeah, once I've once seen a good week of basketball after round one, I I think oh no, like their fixture so is yeah. fixture's or... pretty kind to United and Perth, I have to admit. They're a bit kind. Whereas like someone like um, Brisbane, they've got a, Brisbane and New Zealand they've got a tough they've yeah. got a tough fixture. So yeah. um but who knows in this climate with COVID. Who knows? Could New Zealand be that
2: the, the, the one to come up and, um, and challenge? They've had a few signings.
0: They did have a few signings. They got um Silver, I think his name was, um, a good point guard, played In the NBA, the NBL is in a strong position right now. It's a deep competition; it's not one-sided or anything like that. But um, no, I'm pretty, pretty confident on the United Perth and Southeast at the top three. The four spots up for grabs. I'm not sleeping on the Sydney Kings. Sydney Kings have got. I don't um, think you ever can. They're,
2: they're always up there. They're always there. Yeah, abouts. but what
0: they have now is they've got four or five players that have played overseas. Played overseas and played with. They've got a new coach who was a G League coach. So they've played with him. So that gives them a good advantage. Yeah, but, okay. A bit, um, bit of chemistry straight yes, away already then. But we're talking about players, Bryce Cotton coming back lights up the league three time MVP mate. Yeah, I mean they have
2: made the championship series and without and anymore. he didn't even play. Yeah, so. and they
0: would one hundred percent won with him playing. Yeah, um, they United struggled to get rid of Perth just with the Perth Wildcats um, culture. They're always going to be in it no matter what. Yeah, if you can, even if you lose the championship series but knock out Perth, consider yourself your, a win because Perth is just they'll you remember when in the AFL with Hawthorne when they were just so dominant? That's Perth for the last 20 just years. They just never give
2: up. They same same as Richmond in the last few years. They yeah. just haven't given up. They're always in the game.
0: They're always, they're always yeah, Perth in their But Perth has done it for 20-odd years. They're always yeah. in contention. And they're probably one of the best franchises in Australian history just because of that.
2: Yeah, okay. All right, let's 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 have a look at South East. You, you obviously you obviously thinking there that they're one of the top 3
0: I'm a bit of a homer with that like I I I love Southeast I love Mitch Creek I, I love Brockoff especially when he was playing college yep. um, big Brockoff fan great shooter but they've got the offense, they've got the coach, they just got to fix it on the defense. They fix it on the defense, they're going to be hard to beat. Yep. Um, they so maybe shoot. they need to bring in some of that Australian trait that we've been talking about yeah, right they, now,
2: and, and bringing in that real hustle, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they have the person that... Look, the only player that hustles like it is Creek Brockhoff is a shooter mentality player. Their point guard, I can't remember his name that well. Um, and I'm not going to attempt saying it because it's out of my reach, but he might he's um, an import and he can definitely hustle. He has the hustle gene, um, but they've got a deeper bench this season, which separates them from other teams. I think yep. so. They've identified what they were weak on in the defense and um and depth, and they've answered that. I reckon. Yep. Just hopefully their injuries don't cruel them like they did last season. Yeah. So do you think? Uh,
2: do you think the NBL this season might take that jump as to be one of the one of the top what? must-watch sports in Australia. Obviously, basketball becoming much bigger. Yeah. A lot more following. People People loving it. Everyone I talk to, everyone, even the people you meet now, all yep. all watch the NBA. Well, you just stuff. have to go to a
0: Saturday at the local basketball stadium if you, we're in the South East region. So, like, we, I go to Packy, Dan, and Casey, and it's always packed, and the people are always talking about it, and you see the odd Melbourne United or South East Phoenix jersey going around. But – Talking about the jump, it could possibly, I think we're... Could this be the year that it, it does it could jump? Be,
2: Obviously, it, last, hope, last season was Obviously, last season was a big jump already in itself. And yeah, they, I hope
0: it does because of financial reasons. I want the league to keep yeah. expanding and growing. I eventually want to see a, a full league competition. I want that team yeah. in each state. I was going to say, so nine, that,
2: was, that was my next thing. Nine, only nine teams in like the conference 10 or 9, I think at the moment. Yeah. So I would love to see the, the teams grow out to 16, even 20, and um, I mean, there's enough. If you go around and look at some junior junior basketball stuff, there's so many. So for playing. me, like
0: I reckon, you Aubrey Wadonga in itself, they will have a cult following. They've got a good NBL program, NBL one program, I'm pretty sure. And Mount Gambier has got a pretty good following in Perth. It's just massive. You could open up another Perth site. There was rumors that the AFL and the NRL were going to buy franchises in the NBL. Yeah, we're, so and that will just put like f- f- funding in and imagine stuff as if well. you're um the in the NBL. imagine if Collingwood buying a franchise. Like they're one of the biggest clubs. Imagine Richmond. Like it'll just blow up. And then you think about going Well, what,
2: well same as same as the Netball. They've done it as well in the netball and, yeah. and it just it boomed netball just making making sure that the the players that are following those clubs just go straight exactly. to following the netball as well. And you know
0: what? Like you've got um, in Perth, Perth is a big basketball factory over there. Make a Fremantle Dockers or a yeah. West Coast Eagles having an NBA franchise. You know what? The NRL, it, as much as the AFL doesn't like it, the NRL is massive in Queensland and New South Wales. So get like a, a Sydney Roosters or yeah. a Brisbane Broncos franchise in there. And yep. then you want to expand in the, New Zealand. There are brothers over there across the sea. So yep. instead of having one New Zealand side, I think... Surely they could get a second. Exactly. At least... But yeah so yeah I, I think it'd be massive
2: for um for obviously Australian basketball to get more more players coming through more kids more opportunities more money coming through for training and development yeah you know all all these things that could really really make our basketball massive
0: and and maybe we'll, then we'll see some more talent go over in the NBA and, and as yeah, well exactly and the best part about where our where the NBL is at the moment it's free to air TV and it's got KO as a partnership, and it's got um, <coughs> Fox L ESPN. So yeah. there's many ways to watching it, and there's many ways to follow it. And I know at um, Casey Stadium and Daniel Stadium, they have the replays playing on their TV. So it's going to be there for a viewing. So even if it's a five-minute viewing, it's you viewed it. So yeah. um, now the NBL is slowly building, but I'm actually keen for their 3rd of December's game. Um, we get to see Tassie versus Brisbane and Perth versus 36ers. Yeah.
2: I think, well, 36ers obviously coming off the NBA Blitz win as well. So, you
0: know, could they could they be the next team to jump as well?
2: 36ers? Know. Yeah. They're... Oh, they
0: lost Giddy, so I'm a bit concerned about that. Like, obviously, Giddy was not just the only reason why 36ers were good. But, um, no, man, I oh, just wish the NBA... They're undefeated in the Blitz. Yeah, true. I just want, their, um, I want the NBL to be big and be a prominent league. Um, I really yeah. do. I love... Australian basketball. We both it's, love basketball. Obviously, it's why, why, one of the reas- main
2: reasons we like do basketball. That,
0: yeah, that's why I said, like, you got to go for the small country towns as well, like Mount Gambier, although they're not small, that's pretty prominent, yeah. and Orri-Wodonga is massive yeah. because you've, they, they're, where they live, they can go to the basketball, even if you're in Shepparton, it's only an hour drive. Like, it's yeah. not that far, you're not trapped, and country basketball, country Victorian basketball is massive. So, Build it through there, I think, and um, even in South Australian country basketball is huge. So, yeah, awesome. Well, let's take a quick break, and then
2: when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna jump in and have a have a big talk about what's happened and what's what's happened with the AFL draft. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, straight away, let's get into the AFL draft. We're gonna have a look at our top three best performers first on the on the draft night. I had I had Freo, Richmond and Sydney and what do you have guys? Who's your top I three? had
0: Freo and Richmond, but I actually liked Collingwood's late picks. So I think that suits needs over over talent. But Freo, yeah. mate, what a what a what pickups they got and really really setting them up.
2: Yeah, well we both we both think they 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 hit their they hit their mark on on what they needed and and what they needed to fill up. Obviously, some forwards just to help Tabanar Walters Fife when they're down there. Uh, that that's always going to be a positive and a plus for them. It they had a
0: quality midfield, very like quality. quality. They uh, have clean hands, good foot skills, great decision making under pressure. They yep. really and pressure. and they get those they get those mid forwards. Uh, guys
2: that, that teams really need these days and and obviously they can they can be those maybe medium forwards they can they can play that high half forward role and and in this day and age for me that that's probably our favorite favorite position to fill up with those with those guys and one it allows those young guys to develop and two you need you need those guys that are going to be able to Really, really pressure up forward, but also be able to pick up your 15 to 20 and a goal from that half forward roll. And they're going to have to run those Ks that the midfielders do there.
0: And they've are they got players that love the pressure, love putting um, players under the pump, but they're hard-nosed midfielders as well. That key forward looks very, very nice. I'm not going to tempt his name. Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> very confusing name to read. But um, no, I'm Frio's picks. I like them. I'm... I'm not concerned so much of local talent instead of interstate talent, I think Matt, they were a bit scared of um COVID and the go home factor and stuff like that
2: yeah so for for me as well i I think a lot of teams did that as well in the in the draft obviously you look at your geelongs your west coast did the same thing frio all looking at guys in their local local leagues and and local drafts obviously geelong Geelong's a big one as well they they come from like they they always love to pick up the Geelong Falcon boys. They they come from the same sort of setup. They they have the same style of play. So they they come in knowing sort of the basic system and everything like that. And you know you get you got these guys coming up that already have been around the system. They probably get take taken through see see the facilities. Probably meet a few of the boys. So some of them might even know them. You know, a lot It's just of... like
0: a factory. uh just like a belt gone through. They go. This is what you need to do. This one. And by the time they get to the end product, they're ready to go. Ready to be playing in the, well, in in Geelong's case, yeah, playing Geelong football. Yeah, exactly. So, you know,
2: the the half forward role as well. Like I was saying, you know, Frio, Frio's. Massive, I think they've got those two midfielders that can go forward, they've picked up a key forward, which for me is exactly what they were lacking on in in last season and the two season before. Just that some help for Lobb and Taberna. You know, you've got, you've got these guys that hopefully can develop in that high half forward role and, and as you can see these days, it's one of the most important roles for me in in this day and age. You've got Melbourne last season have Neil Bullen. They, they've got Got guys like that that have to go through there. They can pick up those 15 to 20 disposals. And, and for me, if you look over at Geelong, obviously everyone thought they were favourites to win the flag this season. And obviously losing Gary Ablett is a massive, massive loss. But but where was he playing? He was playing that high half forward role, putting pressure on delivering into your forwards yeah. and guys that can run the Ks of your midfielders, get up the ground, and then still, they
0: don't need the ball the whole time. No, they're just creative with the space and dragging players out. They're very team-orientated as well. But, oh, again, you hit the nail on the head. They play pressure pl- pressure players Um, which in Richmond's case, they did it. They had a lot of X-Factors going through there. And you look at Hawthorne, they had the same thing. You look at the dynasties in the past 20 years. Yeah, you need guys going through that position. You have to have guys in that position. And I think Freer now, and we talk about this off-air as well with their their list and their picks and stuff like that. Um, In the last five years, I think, Three, I have really nailed the picks. I'll just read a few names. They had Sharong at pick eight and Liam Henry at pick nine. Fredericks at pick 61 in 2019 draft. So yeah. that's a, they're all ticks for me. 2018, they had Lockie Schultz at pick 57. Brett Bewley at pick 59. Yep. Big ticks. Um, 2017, they had Brett Brayshaw at pick two and Chera at pick five, which they got in conversation with one of their midfielders this year. So you've got to tick that. You have yep. to tick that. And then 2016, which I think was their... They had pick eight, and he hasn't lived up to the hype, but um, in Griffin Logue, and, but Sean Darcy at pick 37, Brennan Cox at pick 41, and Luke Ryan at pick 61. They have nailed their young key drafts. So they've nailed their late picks. They've nailed some of their early picks, and are building nicely... Yes, they've added lob, lob, and Wilson over the years, and um, some other free agent talents. But Frio, um, have identified needs. They're gone with local talents, so and they're not scared of players like Chera leaving.
2: Yeah, so like you got you got guys like like that coming through. You probably named nearly ten players, and they've nailed them in the draft. Can they nail another three this year? They've got what in the last five years they've got all this talent coming through. 14 15 players then with the guys you are topping up that's how you build a team
0: yeah and it's a young young list that are get to play together so and they they've got salary cap as well um so they <clears throat> sorry um so they got young talent so the caps a lot less it's not going to hit them and they can build a big uh, get a big free agent plus re-sign them when they get out of contract yep. and oh mate it's yeah it's um,
2: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I think it's pretty obvious. We're pretty happy with Frio's, Frio's uh,
0: draft night. Yeah, but I, I, the thing that concerns me is what the board came out a week before or a couple of days before the draft, and they said, we want to win a premiership in four years. Look, that's a lot of pressure to build on a young group that's developing. I've seen what it did to the Saints, and I'm not liking how they... Um, how they built up in, with their they thought they nailed some of the drafts which they didn't really it didn't live live up to their talent they brought in players and it just and they have had the wrong coach where I think it's a bit different with Freo where yep. they've got the right coach and Bob Murphy is a very underrated um key acquisition for Fremantle as well yeah
2: so for me with with obviously the Saints uh, I think they've built their list completely different to Fremantle Um. also if you look at if you just take a quick look over at Melbourne before we get into that Melbourne did the same thing they put some pressure on their guys Richmond put the put some pressure on their guys and the coaches to win yeah. they had they had done it for years so they put some pressure on them all right saints if, if for me they've built their list the wrong way they've gone and got acquisitions spent a lot of money from other teams they're, they're bringing in these older guys either the rejects from the other other teams it sometimes injury works. plagued as well it, sometimes injury plagued sometimes guys just guys coming over for big money Brad Hill I, I think he's well overpaid for what he can provide he he need he needs a team to give him the ball but is oh, Brad Hill
0: is Brad Hill in the wrong situation though? Is he a player that has to be in the right situation? Yes, yes he is. Yeah.
2: He is. But that's where that's where I think he's overpaid for what he brings okay. to the yep. team. I think he's a good player, but I think I think he needs he needs the guys around him that can get him the ball and give him the space that he requires. But if you look at Freeman Pickups, all of them are coming from the draft. Yeah, there's maybe one, two, three that are coming from other teams, but they're usually they're usually free agents and they're good gets. Whereas now you got fifteen guys coming from the draft, pretty much that we've just said, and you know you're building a list around your young core rather than building a list around your the old guys that you're bringing in. So you know you're gonna you're gonna make a much better better team in that way.
0: Yeah, and like said, Freo... Um, with that, but I'm just concerned. <clears throat> sorry, I'm just very concerned with um, putting that added pressure on on Justin Longmire, because yeah, he's be- this will be his third season in charge, and he has to make finals this season. That's what the board is saying; they have to make finals, which I think they can do. But, but they can. But what happens? What happens if some of key injuries happen and you get a fire for that? What happens if they miss out by a game, like? I know it's all situational and stuff like yeah. that, but you can't put that added pressure on a young list and a new coach, which I think this coach is the coach of Freeman. He'll be the he'll be the Jock McHale of Freeman. He'll be the Alistair Clarkson of of Freo. Like he is the face of the of the team and um you can't be putting that pressure on him like I, I think maybe saying i mean if he's an afl player he probably
2: thrives on pressure so he's his and with how with the jump that they took from last year to this year already yep. with the acquisitions that they got i think they're going to make the next jump again yep and you know he's but just gonna, he's a- just going to prove your point of being the the in yeah, coach but and as a, and as a coach of, yeah.
0: you would know you're not just a coach you're a- a mentor, a, a counselor for the players, and, that. and he's got to do it for a whole young list. We just went through the yeah. names like that. Pressure could be eating him up. Um, so I don't necessarily like what the board has come out and said, but what they've done so far, they're all ticks in my book. I think, yeah. I think finals is definitely a good chance for him. Uh, for a grand final in four years, I I'm not sure. Like that's it's a big question mark. However, Hawthorne... They nailed their drafts if if Freo did nail this draft could we be seeing what Freo produced like that that's a big question because it. like we went through that list that's a good young call yeah. something that could we be talking about what Richmond did what um, Hawthorne did and what Geelong did. Like yep. this is a very good young core that they've built up.
2: Yeah, well going off Richmond then let's let's move on to them. Yep. So Richmond they obviously they had they had two higher peaks and then they had the three in a row, which yep. is very, very, very rare to see these days. So So do you ha- reckon
0: they went fill need over talent or talent over fill need?
2: Well, I th- I think they still think they're in the Premiership window, and they they just went for talent. They went for their best, the best talent on the board. Where for me, for me, I think they didn't fill the the best, the their most important role for their ruck forward combination. Yep. They 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 lose Mabio Chol. They lose Callum Coleman Jones, and then Toby Nankervis hasn't been Injured. hasn't been yep. the healthiest guy in the last two seasons. They've got Soldo, who hasn't been the healthiest guy either. So we did touch on it on one of the last pods that yeah. they did win a grand final with Grigg as a premiership backup. Yeah. but, but, but I, with, with the Rucks these days, and and how good say you Max Gorn and Brody yep. Grundy for yep. the last past seasons. Well, Nick Grundy Nat, was the Nick one Nat can one kill one you. Uh, you got Patty Ryder and Rowan Marshall, who can really do damage yep. forward as well. You're not going to get away with it these days with with these big guys running around and and maybe maybe doing a lot of damage to you on the other end. So
0: Tigers, they actually, with their draft picks, they've got speed and X-Factor picks. Yep. These are speed. That's Tiger football in a nutshell. That's Richmond. And, and some backs. And they've got some backs that Ashbury goes down and Noel Bolt is still recovering from the ACL, So, um, and they lose Basher as well. So... Which I think but should... they've also picked up Tarrant, which obviously yeah, helps. Yeah, Tarrant out, which... helps a bit of the stock. Another, but... another,
2: another guy in there is okay. I would have liked if they got one key back and one key forward. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. I think that would have, that would have shored them up but on I, both they ends. they definitely
0: went Richmond like picks, speed and X Factor. And if you're a Richmond fan, I'll be very excited with what you yeah, got. Yeah, I'd
2: still be happy with the the draft tool. For me personally, I just thought yep. they needed to maybe shore up their tools yep. a little bit just to give them a bit of bit of coverage if there is an injury or something like that and you have another young guy coming through to, to fill those roles. Yeah,
0: I'll let you touch on the next team just quickly, but I just want to add my two cents with Sydney. Yep. Sydney had um, – they added heaps of on-ball talent, I think. Yep. And they're such Sydney picks, and such the horse picks that that it makes sense. And I'll let you dive right into this because you're very adamant on yep. them nailing their picks. Yeah, well,
2: I think I think they've they they have nailed their picks. And but for for me, my my favorite one of the night, and I think it was my favorite pick overall for the whole night, uh, for the whole two nights. Sorry, was was uh, Corey Warner. Yep i think I think he he looks like he's one he looks like he's got footy brain, which i love i yep. ha- I hate people picking guys just because of their running ability or their their stature or who's their father and all this sort yep. of stuff they should be they should be proving themselves obviously you have you have a little bit of a leeway with father son picks but but guys just going purely off talent off. Attributes I don't like because they're coming into an AFL system and trying to learn everything. Yeah, rather and it just it, one it can take them at least five years. Well, and you, you just you, have you have clog, to look. At, you're clogging up a spot. Let them develop in the AFL. Yeah. Well, all you all that just stuff.
0: have to look at the, the how the games changed in the last fifteen years. Like you just, before 2007, the game was still very much um, slow press, slow moving the ball, yeah. and then it transitions to the zones and. Pressure and all this other stuff has come into the game now, where you've got to have midfield structure and stuff like that. So you've got to have some footy smarts, which yeah, your guy does. I'm going to say he's your guy from now on. Yeah. Every time he, every time he gets it, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, uh, I'm I'm picking him to get a
2: very early rising star nomination. Yeah. I, I think I think he's so got, he slots in round one. Yeah, I think he's got the speed. Yep, I think he's got the footy smarts. Yep, and I think he's got the skills.
0: Okay, so he's picked he'll round one. Yeah,
2: yep. I, I think Ready I think made. he's going to get it. I think he'll I think he'll make make a round one debut. Yep.
0: Um
2: on a wing. I reckon he'll be on a wing He's still obviously slender. He's still he's still got to put on a bit of size and stuff like that, but but you know, you got guys like Josh Kennedy, Luke Parker, all these guys giving you the ball. Yep. You're going to have room to room, to, with that. room to move. You're going to have development and you're going to have and he's got some speed to burn. Yep. I think he was under I think he was sub Sub three seconds in his oh. in his four forty meter sprint. Jesus. Um. So you know you got you got speed. He's got he's got a under under six point six twenty, two uh, K as yep. well. So you are flying there, and yeah. So ben, Sydney, ben, fans ben, but should... he's also got some attributes to go with it, which yep. which I really like. And
0: Sydney fans should be very excited to hear yeah.
2: that. I mean, he for me for me I think he's Lockie Whitfield. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He, he's got the got skills Alright City
0: fans You need to be very <laughs> excited for that Because Lockie Whitfield Is one of my yep. favourite players well, he's In got, the leagues Look
2: at what <laughs> Lock, Lockie Whitfield He's got the skills He's got footy smarts But then he's got the attributes On top of that Yeah Which is what I love Yeah But I think I think First and foremost Fourth most You've got to have The footy smarts And the skills Before you're coming Into the league
0: Yep
2: Let's take a look At your picks
0: Oh, I, I had Richmond and Fremantle, but I went yeah, Collingwood. Um, but not. I liked Collingwood as, but equally, I loved Melbourne. Uh, North Melbourne, sorry. I thought kangaroos, and they're telling they, they, they held out. They held out on. Yeah, on the Yeah, and I'll tell. If you're a North Melbourne fan, this is what you love by a club by saying, "No, I'm staying with," um, who we like. Who we like? We get to stay with him. All the way, he's a generation talent. We believe in him in building up our midfield and our culture. Because all the rap about um, Francis Horn or Horn Francis? Horn Francis. Horn Francis is so. that he's a hard, <laughs> hard, it's a hard, 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 hard worker. Loves to win. And that is the culture you want to bring in. And he works hard all the time. That's what they love, the shin and, boners. Yep, they are, exactly. And he they dub him as a generation talent. So you're getting this great quality player and the club is literally telling you right now, Kangaroos fans, that this is the direction. This is the guy. This is the guy. He's going to get us out. Who is our best player, apart from Boomer Harvey, in the last 20 years before? Between Carey and Boomer, there hasn't really been anyone else. Like Archer was with Carey in the era and stuff like that. Boomer Harvey came in after it. But if you're looking at the franchise player, like Collingwood's had Buckley, Brisbane's had Voss, Essendon's had hurt. Now they've got this young kid, North Melbourne, and it, it, the the club is telling you this is the this is it. Yeah. So if you're if you're a North Melbourne fan and all thirteen of you, I'm not throwing shame <laughs> out of that but no, if you're a North Melbourne fan, be really happy with what you've got because And they've and they've got the Shimbon of the Century, young man, Jackson uh, Archer. Yep. Yeah. He got his um he, the Archer's kid in there he, he doesn't look like he's Old man, but he's got a bit of talent and stuff. But no, I'm loving what North Melbourne did, and they added more picks for next year's draft yeah. as well. So they're not only just getting a number one talent this year, they're getting more picks for next year after that. Yep. It's just, it's it, honestly, if you're a North Melbourne fan, be excited for five years' time because you are definitely in your window then. Yep. If every other pick nails, I think this kid right. is a gun, a genuine gun, hard, and if you're adding. I want to win mentality into any team, um, and your actions speak that as well. It's not just I want to win, but not working hard and yeah. going for them. He he dies on every footy. Like if there's a loose ball, you better believe that he's under that pack. Yeah. And Zebul, Cunnington, Hugh Greenwood coming in now. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jace, yeah. Simkin, Simkin yep. who won the best and fairest. Yeah, yep. It's just they're just gonna reap rewards off these young kids. So yep. again, if you're North Melbourne fans, that they've literally told you but without trading that number one pick, they held out, like you said, this is why. Yep. Yeah. They didn't even have to say it. They've, they their actions yep. speak yep. for them. But yeah. let's
2: let's let's throw you back on track and, yep. and get you back to Collingwood's picks. I just like but,
0: Collingwood, they filled the needs. So mine was equal, North Melbourne and Collingwood a bit equal on that stance but Collingham got needs, that Arlo, um, I, I just called him Arlo, that, I can't remember <laughs> his last name, he was very, very good in the um, big championship carnivals, yep. very silky, They good half-backer, got poise, delivers a footy, they were saying he had Lockie Whitfield sort of momentum, So, yep. um, and a great... I haven't seen a kick like that. It's just like this weighted kick that just hits the targets every single time. Yeah. Um. They added a few South Australian boys with Dacos and getting Dakos at pick four is pretty good. Yeah. Seeing his, he was rumored to go number one with Horns. So yeah. Um. Collingwood and they added more picks for next year as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought Collingwood and North Melbourne were equal third for me, but I want to get onto Gold Coast Ash. Yeah. So. I think we have a bit of a, not a disagreement, but definitely not an agreement. In also, there's a few types we agree with. I love the story of Mac Andrews. I love it. First yeah. Sudanese player to go top five. Yeah. He, looks, he looks like he can jump and he can do some rocking things and that. I like the pick. I'm not going to shame the pick or anything like that. I thought he was the best available for what they need. But you, Ash, you've got a bit of a disagreement.
2: Yeah, I I do disagree a little bit. I, once again, massive on talent uh, of actual footy smarts, footy footy brains, all that sort of stuff. From from what I've seen, and um, he's I I think they've gone on the attributes pick. I think I think there was better players in the draft. Gold Coast stuff up with Hugh Greenwood uh, with midfielders and stuff like that. But then they've also Yes yes they short up they short up their ruck forward um, combination a little bit because they were lacking in that. I like that part of the pick. But being a development player, I don't think he's gonna be ready this season. Gold Coast need a win. They yeah. we spoke about it last, last podcast. In one of our pods, yep. Um, with Stewie Jew maybe maybe on the clock to, to get him to the finals. But you know, you've got a, you, They've just picked up a guy that's not ready to play. I don't think. I don't yep. think he's going to be right to go. So I think he's like, going to be in this team around one. Look, with the pick five,
0: you want them to be playing. Yeah,
2: one. exactly, yep. and, and I think they've got better players already that in those positions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If if they're all healthy, I don't think he plays. Do if you? if they're not, he might get a go. He, but he might have to develop in the AFL, yep. which which. We see from some top picks they struggle with it. They can't handle it. They they fall under the pressure because the guys in there already know how to play, yep. and they already have the footy smarts, and they just kill them.
0: Do you think with the first four, for the first draft night that they were scared of picking a player because Mac Andrew said he did not care where he lands interstate or not. He's happy to move to. Anyway, do you reckon that put a bit of yeah? But how many times have we heard that over the draft,
2: where players go? Yeah, I don't care where I go. They go, they go there, and then They've... three years later, once they're fully developed, mm. they're back
0: to back home, back to where they want to be. Yeah, Mac Andrew does seem genuine. He didn't really care. He goes, yeah. I actually love Gold Coast, so I yeah. want to go. To the... Oh look, I, I hope I hope he does work out. That like yeah.
2: I, like we said, the story is really good. He, the two foot jump he, is concerning me. Yeah, he, like he—he he looks like he has—he looks like he has attributes and everything like that. But I just—I just think, like looking at that draft and and what where guys ended up down the order.
0: Yeah,
2: I think they could have picked up some better players. I yep. really do. No. And yeah, I—I I, I, I think the story is such a good story. Um, but I think a lot of teams got wrapped up in the story. I think a lot of teams got wrapped up in the media pumping pumping that yeah. up and everything like that. It was talked about for the last two, two weeks, weeks before the yep. draft. They they really pumped it up and, and got him up the order. And I think, and going off Gold Coast track record, they haven't made the best choices always. Yeah, so. so
0: for me, imagine I lo- the one player that I love the most was Ben Hobbs who went to Essendon. Yep. Ben Hobbs to... Um, Gold Coast. Gold Coast, that works. They lost Hugh Greenwood. Yep. They lost Will Brody. Yep. Uh, He fits that that need that they desperately needed, Um, and he's an all-class player. Yeah. So I look at it going, well, you could have swapped that out, but um, Mac Andrews, story's great. Pick, not so much, I think. I think maybe... If he went second round, um, I could go, yeah, that's even, fine. Even late first round, around, around that 15 to 20 mark, I, I think he can go there. With we, we a developing well, player, you can go there. But holding pick five but, over your head, and yep. we see it in the NBA, like, um, a perfect example. Um, uh, 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 just lost all the time. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean, though. Like, You're having your um, that pick five hanging over your head. You have that... Uh, you've got to be the savior of yeah. the team, yeah. of the club. So it it's like Kay Cunningham being pick one. are we get it in five years' time, are we get to say, oh, you should have gone with Evan Mobley or Scott yeah. Barnes or even um Jalen Green or Giddy. Yeah. So, what, like all that sort of stuff. So no, I'm I'm a, I'm okay with the story pick, but not with the talent pick. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on the same page? Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Like I said, Ben Hobbs to Bombers was a great pick in the first night. Yep. That midfield is looking a bit scarier again. Yep. I actually reckon he'll play round one. Uh, yep. I'm confident in him. But the Port Power, I loved their pick in Josh Sin. I yep. love it. He's lightning quick. He doesn't look fast. Next thing you know, he's spoiling the ball and running. And he's a true footballer in regards of... He knows positions. He knows where to kick the footy, and doesn't mind a dash off. Like I really like that. Did yeah. are you against that or no?
2: I think I think that's a good pickup for them as well. I think that will just go really nicely with Carl Amon and yep. like, who's developed into well, he's top meant to be a third,
0: type four uh, mid uh, defender, and he said that he wouldn't mind pinch hitting on the wing. Yeah, which, which
2: is which works well with yeah. those sort of attributes and skills. Yeah. So which and he's got if, the mallet. He, if he's got the if he's got the skills, if he's got the attributes that go along with it, you know I'm all in.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, I got one more player, Rhett Bazo to West Coast. A lot of people dubbed him in the first ten. One of the first picks in the draft. Yeah. In the first ten, is he an early non for a rising star? Well, I don't know
2: I don't know he he possibly could be because I think he he gets a game at west coast yep uh but but where does he fit in because if they got their midfield up and running, I know that they they had a bad year last year yeah, but they
0: he defender McGovern type defender uh
2: yeah but yeah i don't, I don't know with. It just, once opponent. again, it depends on injuries for them. Yep. I think they've got such a good team still. It's all about injuries. You don't think they they'll slide they had they had a lot of injuries through preseason. Then they had a lot of injuries through the season as well. They they might they might still have the team to to go into the finals. So you reckon they could research back up? They very well could. Like as look at their forward line, like you just Kennedy. It yeah, it's done. such a good LeBron. forward line. You it could
0: it could be anything still. Yeah. Like now, but. but even the rookie um, picks, rookie draft selections on Friday, like Casbol going to Gold Coast. That's good. You see that's, that that that's the pick that Gold Coast needed.
2: That that for me just nullifies that Mac Andrew pick. Yeah, I don't. I I think I think Levi in the last two seasons has really improved his kicking. He's an absolute beast in the air, which we all know. And you know it's a good protection for King. I, I, I believe, yeah, it is. And, and a great and, protection for King. And I believe, I believe that he's going to take MacAndrew's spot. So where is he going? He's, he's your back. He's your backup ruck. He's your he's your second forward to to Ben King. He's he's everything that they needed. Why not take a good midfielder at that pick five? Yep. Which they are desperate for again. Yep. To give Took Miller a hand. To give David Swallow a, a hand. Yep. And uh, Weller, Lockie Weller as well. Yeah, like you've got, yeah, you got three guys there. But who's going to come in after them? Yep,
0: there's no, it's very weak.
2: Yeah, um, and like, I, obviously you got Matt Real and everything like that. But after his injuries and and his, he didn't look the same. No, he didn't look the same. So oh, hopefully he does get back to the Mate, same. Yeah. but but that's what they're banking on. Why not shore up? Shore up. Once again, that, if they pick up that Hobbs or something like that, Rao can play that half-forward. Exactly. Swallow, he can go forward. Yep. You know, all these guys. Even Took Miller, he'd be a perfect half-forward. So, And he wouldn't care. He's a team man. Yep. So you've got, you got all those guys that can go through there. Pick up a midfielder where you desperately need if you knew you were already taking Levi Caswell in that rookie draft.
0: Yep. So we've got two more things to get through before we go finish the show. I've got one quick little thing. Called, I'm calling it Ashes Blind Picks. Now, we're going to start with a position, and we're going to start with Ruck. So I'm going to give you two players, player A, player player B. I'm going to give you the stats, and you've got to pick one. And once you pick one, I'll tell you the name of it. So player A, in stoppage clear... This is a Ruckman. Remember, it's Ruckman. Against player B. So stoppage clearances. Player A had 2.7, where player B had 2. Yep. Set of clearances. Player A, 1.4. Where again, player B had two yep. hit-outs. Player A averaged 32 and a half hit-outs a game to um, player B averaging 29 and a half a game.
2: Yep.
0: Height, player A has 203 centimetres, player B to 209 centimetres. Kegs, kilos, 108 to 111. Yep. Games, 171 to 122. And age, 27 and 29. Now, do you have an idea on the players? No. No? No, i got no idea. Okay, so that's good, because this is a, literally a blind pick for you. Who, yep. who, who would you take, player A or player B? I think player B. Okay, I thought you would. Player B is Jared Witts. Mm-hmm. Player A, Brody Grundy. Yep. So you would, would that change your pick? No. You still go with Witts. Yep. So Collingwood stuffed up choosing Grundy over Wits. I think so. Oh! Nah. With, <laughs> with, how, with
2: how Grundy played two, three seasons ago, they didn't. Yeah. With, with what Wits would provide for the team right now as being an actual dominant Ruckman, that's what they needed. Well, imagine, they, imagine they, if they, we kept they both had, of them, yeah.
0: right? We didn't, wouldn't have to go after Darcy Cameron. We okay. wouldn't have to go after Kruger. Yeah. Like that's a whole other
2: ballgame. I mean, look, look, at their, look, at their, look at their careers. They've both turned into the number one, number one rucks at their clubs. Yep. Which
0: and Wits is actually a very, very dominant is, ruckman. He's a ruckman. very
2: undervalued ruckman in yep. the league, to yep. be I honest. Agree. And it before, before his injury last season, he yep. was once again proving that he was one of the, the top-tier ruckmen yep. again.
0: I agree. Now, Ash, we're, we're going to do a segment after every month. With um when the season starts, but because it was the draft, I oh, got you to do power rankings of. Oh, did you get eight or ten?
2: I got eight. Okay, got eight. so
0: I want you to start at number eight. Give you a reason why. Yep. And then I'll um and then I'll say the number and then you read it out. So at eight, who'd you have? I have Carlton. Okay, explain. So Carlton for
2: me, obviously they didn't do a lot on draft night. That wasn't that what was, they had nothing to do with my with my pick. I think I think possibly if they can get Voss's structures and that right early, they I think I think it's finally the year. Is yep. it, I think it just finally is the year if if Cripps can get back, Healthy. I think I think it's the major thing. If Cripps can get back and play his footy and play as good as he was, tandem tandem with Sam Walsh's work ethic and the player he is, yep. I think that's the time. Yep, at number seven number 7 Sydney Sydney obviously they 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 made the finals last year it was still a big surprise uh, but with the guy with the draft night that they've had i think it just shores them up makes them makes them another uh, contender once again but i think i think they're going to fall this short in the in the finals like in the for the season but i think they're going to have a big show in the finals number 6 number 6 is my big Winner of the of the night on draft night is Frio. Whoa! Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think Frio, Frio is going to Frio going to make the finals. I think they're going to go really really well if they can stay healthy. It obviously depends on that, but I think Fremantle after their after their picks, I think they've nailed them. I think they've shorted up their ranks of where they where they needed to go, and I think they were already in the hunt. They lost a lot of games pretty close last year yep. as well. So
0: so could they do a Brisbane?
2: Uh, not not quite a Brisbane, not quite. But I think there's definitely going to be the round in, in the yeah in yep. the run five five. I've got Port. I've got Port. they as much as they didn't beat too many good teams throughout the season. They're too dominant at home. They've got the reigning Brownlow medalist. They've got Bokey still running around. He's still going to be a force. You know, you got Charlie Dixon up there. Georgie Yardes has got another preseason into him. Who's going to have a real show out year I think um, and then yeah you've got you got all these other guys that are just going to back him up and you've got so many young guys coming through as well they're just going to dominate four four I've still got the doggies up there in number four um, I think their team is just way too good to to go down the order they've just got and obviously all these are barring injury but dogs with their midfield with Tim English I think they've might have found the if he if he goes forward and if this Darcy can provide um in the ruck or vice versa, I think they could make a really good tandem and that's probably the only thing they're lacking let's be real and oh I mean Easton Wood go retiring, obviously struggling in the back line, but I think they're still they're still gonna be thereabouts. Uh three, uh I've got Geelong. Geelong uh, yeah, they're they're an older team but I just think I once again, I just don't think they had the year they wanted, but I think it's I think they're a real good chance again to, to go the distance. Number two. Number two, I've got the reigning premiership in number two. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so oh. I don't have them I don't have them being on top. Um at, at obviously they can definitely prove me wrong. They're, they're stopping it. They stopped every team last season. So, oh, uh, but I've got Melbourne at number two. With obviously they short up a little bit of their stock in in the draft as well. But I don't think those guys are really going to get too much game time um, early on in the season. Um, and yeah, number one, number one, I have Brisbane. Wow. Yeah. So I think I think number one, I think Brisbane <sighs> if they have their whole team on the park, it would. Yeah. So, but even um, mixed, mixed day as well in their forward line, uh, and Rayner, forgotten yeah. man, he was injured early in the season. He's going to come back at least or at the latest halfway through this season, um, and then yeah, you get the other two forwards back as well. There, before those guys went down, they were a dominant, dominant force, and then they were str- They had to fix things up going into the finals. They staggered in there. Obviously, came a bit good in the finals again, but you know you you add those three guys in and yeah, you're, you're dominating.
0: That's that's massive, Ash. Like yep. n- knocking off a team that just kicked what 18 goals to one in a grand final. Yeah, and knocking them off with Brisbane just off the draft, of, Not off the draft. Like, I actually can't yep. wait to see every month. That that see. wasn't
2: even fully the draft. I just I just think. Brisbane. Where the list is are, uh, yeah, I just think where the yep. list is at. Brisbane's Brisbane's ready to go. Yep.
0: So, well, I can't wait to get viewers' opinions on that. See if you got it right or wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's it for today. Yeah. So obviously, um, coming into our third
2: episode as well, just got a bit of a sign off as well. Um, so we're next next week. We're just gonna let you know what we're talking, what we're gonna talk about as well. We're gonna dive back into the AFLW with the uh, season the, about to start. Season, season about to start. Fixtures are gonna come out. We're gonna jump back into the NBL, have a, scores, at, have a look at, yeah, have a look at what's happened in that after the first night. See, see how everyone's faring at the moment, um, and then and then we're gonna have a little bit more of a talk about NBA. There's so much, so much going on in the NBA. We we can't miss it. Yeah,
0: Curry MVP without a doubt. Short odds on calling it. <laughs> yep.
2: Um, and then also we've got our Instagram, Facebook, and then obviously giving us a follow on Spotify. on Spotify. But on on Instagram, we've got our handle is the underscore foot underscore baller underscore podcast, and then find us at the ball the footballer podcast on Facebook.
0: And let us know if Ash hit the power rankings right, and let me know who would you pick, player A or player B in the blind picks. Let's see. Let's good job, bud. Let's hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys.